Bonjour à tous, je m'appelle Rebecca, je suis australienne et je parle en français. Vous écoutez The Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and as always, I'm going to be talking to you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. And today I want to start off by giving you listeners a big shout out and saying thank you for the un unprecedented, wonderful amounts of feedback we received on the last episode, which is 114, where we talked about words of the year. If you haven't listened to it yet, you can find it at fluent.show slash 114, or simply it's the previous episode in your podcast feed, <laughs> so it's easy to find. So Lindsay and I talked about lots of words of the year, and at the end we shared our personal words of the year as well. And this has inspired you listeners to write to us and share your own personal words of the year. The first email I received was from Andy, Andy Roberts, hello. He said, I'm just, I just finished listening to episode 114 about word of the year and I thought about what my personal ones would be. For language learning, I have two, birthday and sentences. And Andy then went on to explain a little bit why he chose birthday and sentences. So birthday, he says, in the past, I generally try to avoid setting annual language study goals. But now that I'm over 50 years old, I'm starting to feel a countdown to retirement beginning. And I want to use my languages after I retire, either in a part-time profession such as tour guide or in volunteer work with immigrants or both. So I'm starting to pay attention to what I accomplish language-wise, from birthday to birthday. And the other second word was sentences. This year is when it became the most clear to me that creating many, many new sentences aloud is my preferred method of learning grammar and vocabulary as a beginner. I think I've known it for the past couple of years, but I had hoped I could still use other materials and methods such as textbooks, Anki and Pimsleur too, But this year, I discovered that I actually tend to procrastinate other methods of study, but I don't procrastinate this approach, and so I can use it habitually, even when I have difficulty finding courses I like. However, it's easier when I can use courses that use this approach, and Andy listed three here that I'm going to share with you, and they are Michelle Thomas, Language Transfer, and a Boost Camp by Language Boost, which is made by Jan van der Aar and... Lucas Bigetti. So I'm going to put those in the show notes if you want to have a look. And Andy also blogs about this particular subject, sentence-based learning, and he's posted part of this on his Oregon Polyglot blog. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. Other listeners who have shared their words of the year included Stephen, who shared several words that are new that he learned this year, including the Bosnian, Croatian, Serbian words for werewolf didn't explain why maybe ask him why i don't know Stephen. why why show us tell us on facebook and i love this the irish word for brexit which is sasmach sasmach i'm not sure i'm pronouncing it correctly and finally evan 
started a thread in our Facebook group. So please join the Facebook group if you haven't already and come and share your words of the year. The group is called Fluent Language Learners and you'll also read what Evan's word of the year is. And that comes with quite the story. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun finding out about your words of the year and I'd love to hear some more. At the start of this show, I also want to give a big thank you to Rebecca from Irregular Endings who provided this week's intro and keep emailing me your intro files where you talk about who you are, just say your name, where you're from, what language you're speaking and then say the sentence, you're listening to The Fluent Show in any language you like and I'm going to feature you on the show. And the other big shout out goes to our new sponsor. It's new sponsor season. So give a warm welcome and a round of applause to Drops. This is our new sponsor, the playful new language app. Drops is the new way to learn a language that combines short, engaging wordplay with mnemonic association. In this app, every single word is beautifully illustrated and it's all pronounced by professional voice actors native speakers, bien sûr. There are over 31 free languages to choose from and Drops is beautiful. Honestly, I love looking. This is the prettiest language learning app I've ever seen, but it's not just a pretty face or pretty interface I wrote in my hilarious notes. <laughs> it's also super productive with its selection of 2,000 words that cover 90% of everyday word usage. Mad, isn't it? The languages included on this app, beyond the usual suspects of German, English, French, Spanish, Chinese, Italian, etc., include a few really cool ones that you may not find everywhere, like Hebrew, Vietnamese, Tagalog, Esperanto, American and British English, separately, and Dutch. I've been using Drops myself for many, many weeks now, and one feature I really love is that they limit... Get this, they limit your daily usage time. So you really are learning languages in five-minute drops. This app has designed itself to fit into your life and really become your habit builder. And I so often talk about a daily point of contact with your target language. So you're going to find drops fits into that perfectly. It's available for all iOS and Android devices. And they even have a special partner app called Scripts if you're learning a script of a foreign language such as Arabic or Chinese. To try our new sponsor Drops and play with your words today, look for Language Drops in the App Store or in the Play Store. You can download, install the app. It's entirely free. Or simply head to languagedrops.com to try out this award-winning new language app. So that's languagedrops.com or look for language drops in the Play Store. Thank you so much, Drops. Let's shuffle on to this week's main topic, which is about intermediate level speaking in your target language. This is a question from Elizabeth, a long-time listener, long-term listener, and who frequently emails, and I'm so, so happy to hear from her. Elizabeth asked me a question, and... I must say, I am absolutely feeling the same frustrations that she is feeling. So hopefully we're going to really get in deep and work this out together. I have collected a few tips and a few reasons. And if you have ever been stuck, frustrated, umming, eyeing, pausing, looking for words as you are speaking your target language, in other words, if you've ever been a language learner, 
<laughs> you're going to empathize with us as well. So here's Elizabeth's email and it's so funny and she's wonderful. So I'm just going to read this out to you. She says, I'm plodding along with my turtle power version of learning French. I'm 13 or 14 months in and speaking at the top end of B1. My tutor says I'm very close to B2. I've been hit with a puzzle, though. While talking with a new tutor, she mentioned that I have a lot of vocabulary, but there seems to be a disconnect between my thoughts and my speech. To get a little slangy on your girlfriend is not telling me something I don't already know. I stutter and pause a great deal when I speak in my target language. Because I'm an avid reader, I read every night in French. If I memorize a script, I speak quite well. But when I have a conversation, my speech slows down and often butters as if my brain is running out of gas. Looking back at the videos I made of myself at month three, I can see that my pauses are shorter. Seriously, I look like a very drunk person trying to recall university lectures. Now I'm a tipsy person with a lot of pauses between sentences. Will this go away as I continue my speaking practice? I just assumed that B2 would feel easy breezy beautiful when I talked and while I'm not there yet, I can't believe I'm close with all this difficulty connecting word bank to mouth. Like I said, Elizabeth, I feel you. I can really empathize, empathize with, <laughs> with what you're feeling. I can totally tell what you're feeling because my current intermediate level in Welsh sounds like where you are at. Speaking freely is where I'm struggling at the moment as well when I try to speak Welsh. And I give a shout out here to all those super patient language tutors who work with us and help us to practice speaking, to get better, grow our vocabulary, you know, who keep us going. And I know from being a language tutor, it's it's all part of the job and it's what you want to see is you want to see those people working really hard. But when you are on the other side and you're practicing and you are working so hard, it's the worst. It's a very, very frustrating feeling. So one question you asked Elizabeth was... Will this ever go away? Is this is this torture ever going to end? And a simple question to your answer is yes. Yes. When you're speaking and your speech is still very stilted and uncomfortable, that is exactly what the B levels are about. And especially because you're in that in-between stage between knowing your limitations and realizing that you can break almost any limitation, which makes us very ambitious when we speak. You know, want to speak about more. If you're in school, these or in a school environment, these type of limitations are kind of still on us because school discussions, etc., are quite limited to a topic. So we don't feel it as much. It doesn't feel as bad. But when you are speaking and you want to freely have a conversation with your language tutor, which is exactly what you want to do in the B levels, many people, and in fact, especially introverts, feel this stiltedness, feel this difficulty expressing themselves and start worrying that this is going to be it forever. But that is absolutely not true. From my experience and from what I have seen out and about, and of course, from what research tells us as well, practice really is the key here. So it will go away with time. Oh, that's very nice. I could end the podcast here, right? I could just say, yeah, Elizabeth, it's going to get better. Just keep going. But I wanted to dig in a little bit. I wanted to have a think about what causes and what what kind of practices can make it 
more likely that you get stuck. So I came up with four reasons why you might be getting stuck and then a few ideas on how you can improve where you are at as well. So let's get into it. What is the reason that we feel so stuck? And number one, Elizabeth, you mentioned your reading practice. And your reading practice is a wonderful way of becoming more and more familiar with the target language, of course. You're acquiring all this new vocab. You're obviously storing it somewhere. And you mentioned using link. And I know in the link system, you just store vocab. And I think it just reviews it with you after a V session. So there's a, there's a spaced repetition system already built in. But what you may be lacking is to use your vocab quite quickly after it goes in. And like Andy mentioned before in his word of the year, sentences are powerful here. So... If you just acquire the vocab, it can lead to it can lead to passive knowledge that is extremely high, and then it can lead to active knowledge that is at a lower level. You know how I'm always talking about the four core skills: listening, reading, speaking, and writing. When those are out of balance, so when your reading level is is significantly more advanced than your speaking level, that's when frustration sets in. That's when you really start feeling that you're behind. So that is about passive and active vocab. You need to work on that one. Number two, as you are speaking, you may be letting your mind freak you out a little bit with more and more unhelpful thoughts. So this leads to an effect where you feel like everything is zooming in on you. You're really, really aware of what you're doing wrong. If you are umming, if you're pausing, you're hearing yourself pausing you're seeing yourself pausing you it's like a it's really like zooming in there's an instagram stories filter that does this you could actually practice <laughs> practice the zooming in on the um and and how awkward and uncomfortable that is and then you start thinking oh my god no it's happening again i'm pausing i can't do this and then that affects your your focus as well because you're busy not thinking of the word and thinking in in the target language but then you're busy thinking about how how awful it is that this is happening and oh my god we're getting taught we're getting caught so your mind might be freaking you out reason number three might be that you're trying to speak about a wide range of topics instead of focusing on, on one area. So you're hitting a lot of unknown areas of vocab, especially in a chilled conversation. We want the topics to flow from one into the other, but what that can lead to is that we're flowing from um, a nice, shallow, comfy little pond into the sea where we are not comfortable anymore because the waves are hitting us and we don't know the words for any of the waves, <laughs> if, if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> so your vocab challenge may also been be in wanting to or trying to switch topics very quickly and finally your practice could be really lacking sentences and complex constructions so you can understand a sentence with conjunctions and three objects and hypotheticals and past and present and future but making one That's a different story. It's a lot harder. And this is often where I find that learners talk about, I'm translating in my head. I'm trying to make, I'm, I have this complex sentence in my head in, in English. It doesn't even feel that complex to me, but it certainly is complex when I try to put it in another language and I just feel like a numpty. So working with sentences, working with structures really, really helps because what it gives you is a load of templates 
that you can slot in when you're trying to say something in English, which is is really how how language learning works. So you you don't just acquire the words, you also start acquiring all these templates because you don't actually in German say run through all of the 32 different options for what an article could be in every case and the singular and the plural and the blah 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 you don't do that you just go oh well this is how this normally sounds and as soon as you get more used to it that is how you work so those are four reasons to recap you might be acquiring a lot of vocab and not activating it you might be speaking and then freaking out which slows you down even more which makes you aware even more, which slows you down more, etc., etc. You might be trying to speak about a range of topics that is very wide and your practice might be lacking sentences and complex constructions. So you've got a lot of words, but not the way to connect them. Luckily, of course, there are lots of helpful strategies that we can use to deal with this. I want to, before I go into these strategies, I do want to share a mindset point or something that I think is important to highlight again and again and again, which is that really what you're experiencing, what we're all experiencing in, in this moment of frustration really is normal. It doesn't mean there is a problem with you. It really, it kind of doesn't even mean there's a problem. Because like I said before, I've been, I've worked as a German tutor for, for, for a lot of time and I see this a lot and in fact, some people just think aloud, I am one of them, and you can hear it on this podcast. It's not always, you know, even when you speak in your native language, not always the most polished, beautiful sentence comes out. So it might be helpful to think that this isn't a problem to be fixed, which I don't think you are doing, and to just remember, this is just the level. This is how, this is a, a characteristic of the intermediate level, is that... You're intermediate, right? You're kind of awesome, but you're not perfect. Now, after that motivational note, you probably want to know what I'm actually recommending. And let's get into it. Here are some ideas for improving your speaking skills. Idea number one, say way more sentences. At the risk of sounding like Andy scripted this episode, he has a point with his word of the year. So my tip is to practice and activate a set number of words in sentences. There's lots and lots of ways that you can do this. Maybe in an evening you can say, okay, I'm going to pick five words that I found in link today, that I learned today, and I'm going to write sentences about them. I'm going to define them. I'm going to build a story around them. Or you can even make yourself a prompt sheet with something like a sentence. My mom wants to buy a cake. And then build it into lots of other sentences and make it more complex. I heard that my mom wants to buy a cake. I heard that your mom wants to buy a cake. You know, last week I met my cousin in the pub and she said your mom wanted to buy a cake. Next weekend, my mom's going to buy a cake. Is my mom buying a cake? My mom is not buying a cake. Would you be happy if your mom bought a cake? Mm, yes, I would be extremely happy if my mum bought a cake, etc., etc., etc. So this method of taking one sentence and really working around it and not just doing it with one sentence, but really doing the same structures with several sentences, it's so, so helpful because it helps you build those templates. So in your brain then, imagine, imagine your brain is currently 
a wonderful, let's say you need a t-shirt, you need a, a mental t-shirt, that is your sentence, and in your brain at the moment you've got all these spools of cotton and those are your vocabulary words, but all you want is to connect them and to actually make the damn t-shirt. So what? in order to reach for the t-shirt, you need all the connections. You need maybe a little weaver in your brain that weaves the t-shirt. And that's what that is. This is the worst metaphor ever. I'll leave it in the podcast, though, for your amusement. <laughs> there are a few. There are the methods that Andy mentioned earlier that do work very heavily with sentences, such as language transfer, which I personally haven't tried, but he recommends. So check it out. Language boost. Again, I haven't tried it. Michelle Thomas, which I've tried and wasn't wasn't for me. But the three that I absolutely adore, if you want to look into more sentence-based recommendations, number two, number one, Glossica. I love Glossica for sentence practice. And I wrote a long review about how I've actually seen it work and it's seen it activate and build the confidence of one of the learners I have worked with. Number two, Speechling, which works in a very similar way and gives you coach feedback even so you get a little bit of feedback on what you're using. And my absolute darling favorite, Say Something in Welsh, which is also available in a few other languages, but the focus is on Welsh and Celtic languages. So you can get, say something in Cornish, say something in Spanish. There's a Spanish in there. Uh, say something in Manx, etc. But yeah, if you're a Welsh learner and you're listening, you need Say Something in Welsh in your life. Idea number two, target your negative thoughts. So if you find yourself, if you find that this story I shared earlier about freaking out and then freaking out about freaking out resonates with you, what's really helpful is to sit down before you start your language exchange or tutor session and kind of have a word with yourself about the pauses, about the ums and ahs and decide what they mean. And maybe just for this session, Decide that you're going to reframe the whole thing and actually celebrate the pauses, celebrate the ums and ahs. Think about what they can mean that is positive in your language learning. They can mean growth. They can mean progress. They can mean, oh, fantastic. I don't know this word. But here is the person in the conversation that I can ask how to say this. Again, that's what a tutor is for. It could be a great sign that you're about to remember a word or it could be the perfect opportunity to practice completely rebuilding a sentence that you got stuck in. So there's so many positive opportunities to think about the pauses that don't involve freaking out and feeling bad about yourself. In fact, a lot of learners find it really helpful also to practice filler phrases. So if you struggle with embarrassment when this happens to you and you find you can't get over it, my first tip really would be to try and try and think differently. You know, don't try and because then you're still blaming yourself. But if you really get stuck and you're really feeling awful, try and study a few filler phrases like, oh, let me just summarize or I need a second to think or something like that, that you can just roll off, you know, just get that T-shirt out of your metaphorical mental wardrobe. <laughs> tip number three or idea number three 
is to go deeper on one specific topic and then really, really prep that so that you have a conversation about one topic rather than trying to have a conversation that bounces around between politics and then goes to your favorite fashion and then it goes to music and then it goes to what you recently posted on Instagram. Try and focus on just one of those topics and go deeper on it. For example, look up 20 words of vocabulary that you find useful and then haha, practice sentences in those words so that you are ready for what you're going to say. You mentioned earlier that you, you do all right when you've scripted yourself. So a way of scripting yourself just a little bit, but freeing yourself up to speak more is to create bullet points and bullet points can be fantastic. It can also be really helpful to practice a presentation so that you're talking about a specific topic to your tutor. It's something I really love, love doing with people. I did this a lot during the fluent German retreat and Next week, um, or as you're listening to this, in fact, I am opening up the second Fluent German retreat. And don't you just bet that we're going to do that because it is so, so helpful and just amazing and a wonderful experience for the learner to have themselves presenting, speaking, talking from bullet points for over five minutes. Plus, it gives me as the tutor and it will give your tutor a lot to work with when it comes to seeing common mistakes that you make instead of focusing on every single little mistake what you get to do is to zoom out and to work on the most important phrases and improve what matters the most so those are my three ideas for improving number one say way more sentences number two target your negative thoughts and think about think about ways that you can reframe what the pauses mean, what the ums mean, what the problems mean. And number three, go deep with just the the one topic and then just prepare a lesson where you just talk about that specific topic and your tutor or your language exchange partner usually will be absolutely happy to stick to that. So Elizabeth, I hope, I hope that this feedback, even though it comes a few months after you sent me the email, I hope this feedback was helpful to you. I've had a lot of fun thinking about this question, putting together my answers. In fact, in the relevant blog article, which you can access through the show notes, I even found a relevant Bible verse. What? A fluent first. If you want to read what the Bible has got to say about language learning... Head over to fluent.show slash 115 where you can click through to the blog article that I wrote about this. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. This was a, a quick one. Thank you so much for the regular feedback that you give this show. And I want to give a big thank you as well to Drops. Don't forget, like every other podcast, the Fluent Show lives and breathes because you support it and you can support our show with an online review, a tweet or by word of mouth. So go out and tell somebody else about it. I wish you a wonderful start into your week and it's goodbye from me. Tschüss!